Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. I guess the the main goal of the those visuals are to blow bitcoiners away that's the primary intent behind the the um, the action of doing this this representation of bitcoin it's hopefully to to have the the most um, accurate representation of bitcoin that's verifiable and if it doesn't blow your mind away because of just the, the visuals, it should blow the mind away at least because it's real Bitcoin data. I think the thing that really struck me when, when you showed it to me was just how ambitious it was. So ambitious, Pedro. It was like super ambitious. Where, where, where did this idea come from? Were you just walking down the park one day and then you were like, hey, a leaf fell and then you, you thought of Bitcoin and like, like where did these, where did this amazing idea come from? The idea itself, I think it's, it just comes from what other people had uh, the same urge, but they represent Bitcoin in their own way. Some, usually people start with text and I read people's text. This, they describe it in a, visual way even though it's just prose and i can i just take note of that mentally and then i hear other people do it in a more technical way and building for a, a website or a interactive visualization and that's also something to be learned and i think the only thing that this project is doing a little different i think is that it's it's trying to put it in the film format, in a long feature film that uh, I don't think there's any 
Bitcoin film being done like that. Everything is either documentary format or uh, I, th I guess there's been moments, mentions of Bitcoin in fiction, but we haven't had like the Bitcoin fiction or the big Bitcoin nature documentary. Yeah. And, and that's, the, yeah. And that's the thing, like for the people that are listening at home, um, Pedro is making this, this, this thing called the anatomy of Bitcoin. I got the title, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and, but the interesting about it is it reminds me, did you ever see those Nova, Nova kind of, uh, shows that were on PBS and it, it, they were super popular, but it would show you the galaxy and the stars and it, it's just narrated really like calmly and, and precise. And, uh, and then it just shows these visuals. That's just like inspiring. I just remember seeing those in school and being like, Whoa. And when I saw what you were creating, it was, it had similar feelings of, of like wonderment. And can you just talk about like, like not, not just how you build through these things, but like how you would explain that to somebody who's like driving or, or, or listening right now? Like, how would you explain those visuals um, in that way? Um, I think like you, I was probably also inspired by something like that. There's a, there's a, a video or a, a short film project called Powers of Ten, uh, where the, um, the viewer is presented with a couple in a, in a park having a picnic and every 10 seconds the camera zooms out or just actually just moves out 10 to the power of 10 meters and so on to go to reveal the Chicago um, city area, then United States, Earth, solar system, uh, universe and known universe. But then it goes back and does the opposite and it explores the known universe until you reach the atom from, so you take the, the, the human scale at the middle and you go as far as you can go and as close as you can go. And I thought that, that made me really kind of become a little <laughs> amazed with the, with the scale of the universe, at least how we understand it and also of of the minuscule scale of things. And I thought it would be just cool to have something done in the same vein, uh, but with Bitcoin in mind. Yeah. And so for the listeners at home again, like it's hard cause we're, 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 uh, we're, uh, like it's audio only podcast. So it's going to be hard to describe this, but it reminded me of, we have a lot of music fans that listen to the show like Bjork. And I think I told you this first time we talked like Bjork made this, this app when like the app store started taking off and, but it had music attached to it. And depending on, on how you pushed on this app, the song would change or like it, it would adjust. And when I think of like your project, obviously it's not an app. Doesn't mean it couldn't be an app, but it, it's this film that when you like, when you, it feels interactive of a sort. It feels like it, it's, it's very, it's not trippy or anything like that, but it, it does for me, I, I was thinking of like, you know, I don't know, like Pink Floyd, uh, like, like that type of, of like imagination and that type of like, uh, discovery, uh, and, and how the music and the visuals like are married to each other in a way. Um, 
Yeah. Can and you talk a little bit about uh, that? Yeah, I think music is such an important component and and eventually the the dream with this is to imagine a good way to convert the data and the conditions of Bitcoin to derived the actual score of the film from the data itself. But right now, um, depending on how you parse the data, the sounds it produces are kind of random. So you need someone to to actually translate someone that knows a little bit of data extraction and parsing it with code, but also of music to associate different meanings to different notes or instruments or lengths. And I guess that's what I, what I'm trying to do with the image component is extract data and use that data from Bitcoin to position geometry around in a space that Ha- follows the conditions of the rules existing in Bitcoin. So that for people that are into Bitcoin and recognize the rules of Bitcoin, it's cool because you, you might recognize the rules of Bitcoin in the shapes. The, the shapes are not positioned arbitrarily. That's my point. There's a lot of a crazy AI visualizations of stuff. There's a lot of uh, artifice in, uh, in movies. I, I look at the budget of uh, visual effects of movies and it's crazy. It's where all the narrative is, con- is being constructed is in the computer, but they're only showing you fantasy stuff and it's random and it's it looks real, but it's completely, there's no, and you know it's fantasy and you accept it, but what this film is trying to do is trying to actually just show the, the pure information of Bitcoin and claim that that's like a visualization that's more truthful because you can actually take the code and run it and verify that it generates that the same geometry with your same data. So you're welcome to change it to fit your vision. Uh, but this is obviously a little bit of my interpretation because I'm the one that's trying to, I'm the one that's putting the, the numbers that break and move stuff around. So obviously it's going to be kind of my own vision. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that um, I think to me, when I think of like uh, low budget filmmaking and the people that have been able to go from like low budget filmmaking to then doing like, hundred, three hundred million dollar budgets. It's always like, I I can think of Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards, what he made that movie monster for like 17 K or 20 K. And he was able to create this whole story around monster and like, uh, and he went to like Mexico and he filmed everything, but he was, he did visual effects for some, some media company. I forget which one it was. Long story short, once he released that, found a couple good actors and released it super popular indie hit in the two thousands. And then mm-hmm. he got offered to do Godzilla. And then he went and did this big budget Godzilla movie. And it was a super smash success. You know, the first one or the first one, not the, not the Matthew Broderick one, but the one after that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then after that, then he did Star Wars. Uh, the, 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 the rogue one, I think was the one that, the, anyways. So what my whole point is like, sometimes when you have like a limited budget and, and you're a super creative individual it's actually in your, it's, it's a better, it's probably better for you because it makes you even be more 
um, like creative. Can you talk about stuff like that? Like, like how, how do you, how, how, how are you kind of working through, through all this? You think I'm going to end up working for Disney in a couple of, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're going to get on Bitcoin too at some point. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In the beginning I was, I, I was either really naive or really cynic. I don't know, but, um, I thought this, this project would sell itself and, uh, companies like Tesla and stuff like that would, would invest. And a lot of these, then I realized that a lot of these companies are actually not very interested in showing this film because first of all, it really only appeals to Bitcoiners because for everybody else, they don't know what they're looking at. So you need to be open to be to Bitcoin to actually ask why the shapes are that way. Uh, so Netflix doesn't really have a, a vested interest in that necessarily because all the, the content they put out, it's not really compatible with that. Like ultimately the, the goal, the goal of this film is to basically make this, the, the viewer realize that they should turn on, turn off Netflix and go work for Bitcoin. That's good. But yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you think, do you think budget's going to get in your way? Cause one of the things that we first talked about was how much you were going to need to actually get this project off the ground. Is that something that's severely holding you back or is that something that you could work through? I think if there was uh, more money, it would probably be easier to make it faster because I, I spend a lot of time researching because I, I don't necessarily know any of the stuff I'm doing. Uh, and there's not a lot of, actually there's a lot of documentation and there's a lot of people uh, doing stuff that's very similar to what I'm doing. So it's very, and they're sharing their information. So, so really this is, taking from the open source blender groups that share their information about just manipulating 3d and then the Bitcoin people, <laughs> they also share everything about parsing data. So I, I'm just mixing the two. And if there was more time, I could obviously buy a Bitcoiner or some other 3d artists to, to do these things. And I could just, do other stuff, but at the same time, this is moving at the, at the pace of my own research, which is kind of good because it also allows me to do other stuff that help with the research. Like all the work I do in Bitcoin kind of serves the different positions serve each other. So if I'm designing some other project for Bitcoin, it, it, it's informing this and the this project is informing the others. I, I'm sure that you probably uh, have felt something similar because uh, I've seen consistently that Bitcoiners tend to work on multiple different areas. Yeah, we tend Sometimes. to, to our detriment, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, but also to our, uh, it's it's very empowering because you can, you can mock something up really fast and release it and then just build it from the ground up. You don't need to go like specialize in doing one thing for some, someone else. Yeah. It's a real proof of work, uh, kind of ecosystem. It really is. It's just, um, and then you, you pick up different skill sets along the way. Um, 
it's uh it's ever evolving and then and, and then also it just moves at a rapid much rapid pace than any other industry i've worked for do you think do you think that's also true for you uh i think i think yes but i don't i don't think that rapid pace has reached uh bitcoin uh, video and tv and film and i think we're still it's ex you it's starting now but for instance the the acceleration that happened in uh, in lightning where which i think it still can accelerate a lot more but I don't think we see that competition, fierce competition to be creating the next best live action. I think we're getting to to that in the um, in the documentary field. It's getting kind of like everybody's documentarian now and everybody's shooting a, a Bitcoin documentary. So at some point it's going to be even more competitive and maybe people will start doing uh, fiction. But for that to accelerate, you need the writers to come in, you need the producers um, and unfortunately the the fiat propaganda machine it's it's much faster and it has a lot of money too yeah for sure i think one of the i mean you know some people uh you know know that we do some media stuff here at a plub lab and um and uh like for us just internally we've had to invest in a, a lot of wires and cables and just equipment and gear and headphones. Like it's just, you think about, it, you know, even Logan's investing in his own camera stuff and different lenses that we have and we need. And it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And then now we've reached a point, at least internally, where we're actually going to need to start, we're going to hire another like production assistant basically to help with like location scouting and stuff like that. Just because it's, it's getting to a point where, Uh, some of this stuff is just, uh, it's more work than just like one or two people can handle. Like you, you really, I don't think people know this, so you can talk more about this, but it really takes a, a team to put together like a, a film project. Can you talk about that? Yeah. And I think, I think you're doing a great, um, you're putting a great piece of content out, which I think is, I think, I guess maybe Spiral is also doing that, which is the, the comedic informative uh, content that's really fast paced and really, it's relaxed. It's a, it's a nice relaxed way of, uh, but again, it's, <laughs> do, you, do you expect, maybe you're a little bit more public facing, but it's content that appeals primarily to Bitcoiners. Hopefully it's so captivating that appeals to, non-Bitcoiners because you also want to bring people in and that's why I also try to do stuff I I would love to be able to compose the music that will captivate and uh, hypnotize the non-Bitcoiner to watch the, the film and feel, feel something but I, I don't know how to compose so you need to talk to someone that's going to be doing music and you need to talk with I, I'm also not a writer I don't Like I have an idea of the film I want to see, but I don't know how to write the text that actually captivates people. So you need a writer. And this is only, I'm, I'm cheating because I'm just doing digitally. It's mostly computers. I don't have a set. My cameras, I can, I don't need to buy a lens. I can just go to 300 millimeters like that. 
some, I can even go to three meter focal length. <laughs> wow. But, uh, the, when it becomes a live act, like in physical space, it's like, uh, it's going from software to actually mining like hardware or it's, it becomes a whole different thing. And then the teams, they need to be at the same place at the same time, which is very expensive for, for the, for anatomy of Bitcoin, you can be anywhere work from the, the movie doesn't really have, <laughs> have a schedule, but, uh, but your content is much more appealing and much more, uh, recognizable because it's just a bunch of people having fun doing Bitcoin shit <laughs> and inviting you, which is really, but the, you need a human character for that. You can't do that in 3d. Yeah. I think with us, I think us is just like Austin in general. Most people don't know this, but like in Austin, there's a big film uh, community here. Like they film really big shows around here and stuff. And some of my personal friends on the Fiat side used to do, you know, work for those places and stuff. So it's always been a part of Austin. There's some famous directors are from here. Uh, that's how me and Logan met. Like we were both fans of film and, and all that stuff. Nice. And he also was a Bitcoiner. I was a Bitcoiner. And that was just something that we just really vibe with and, even to this day, me and him will talk about all sorts of things, you know, just on the the film side or just the production side. And he's somebody that uh, I got very lucky who I just met, you know, uh, and he has the same kind of determination and uh, he wants to make high quality stuff too. Obviously we're, we're trending that way. I don't know if we're there yet, but we're, uh, we're getting, uh, we're getting there, but it's, uh, I think it for, I think for me, the first step is just really being able to take that, um, you know, say, oh no, I, I can stand and do this too as well creatively. Um, can you talk about that? Can you talk about why you feel so confident you can get this done as far as a film? Because uh, I think just like any other Bitcoiner, I'm just applying the the skills I earned through my fiat life and I'm trying to make use of all of them. And it's crazy, but this is like, this is the only thing if you put all my experiences together, this would be the only thing. Um, it's what I, first of all, it's what I like. <laughs> Just I, I, I like film and I like uh, epic stuff that explains things to me. That's how I get like dopamine is when I, when I go from feeling dumb to feeling like I can actually, stuff makes sense. And I also like photography. I like uh, Bitcoin. I thought I liked data, but Bitcoin made me at least use use the love of data and writing code to parse it. Even though most of the stuff I do is just copy paste, it's still because you're putting a lot of pieces together you make it your own and you have to understand them and you have to trial and error. Um, so you end up learning a lot. And I think even though I don't think I ever become a, will become an expert because I'm, there's no time I I'm, I'm focused on too, too many things. Uh, I think actually a lot of these things are accessible. Anybody can do it. It just takes a lot of work. It does take a lot of work. <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, it's a. It's like you need to really like it. You need to really like for you. 
I don't think you're doing anything differently. You have love for shooting stuff and uh, maybe interacting with the actors and in the production and whatnot. So like, now you're trying to monetize that love for Bitcoin. So you do it for Bitcoin. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. I I think uh, I think what's interesting is about when I you know when I talk to creatives and stuff like that. A lot of us do it just out of strictly the love of the craft, or we've been doing it for a lot of for free for most of our lives and or for fun. And then, you know, it's not until you get into your, your, your lot older in life, uh, people actually want to pay you for it. Uh, but that's not, that hasn't always been the case, at least for me, you know, in the early days, you know, I no one want to pay for me, pay, pay me for anything. But uh, now all of a sudden you start, you, you show that, you know, cause you, you create multiple pieces of, of things, whatever they are, whether it's a startup or whether it's just like a, a a painting or whatever it's a drawing or whatever and it, it it's not until you find that one thing that people actually see value in you know and they're just like oh we want to pay you for that to keep doing more of that and that's the thing that i always found surprising um can you talk about that where have you found that in your career um where you've been able to finally go from the early days of a creative person to now you're actually getting paid for it? I, f I followed a very standard path. I was very lucky that I found myself uh, a little bit, not by accident, um, but the, I moved to New York and then um, I moved out and going through that process, I was able to see the the different design um what do you call like uh, the job markets and uh, how people i worked with uh, a lot of uh, colleges even in my couple of first jobs a lot of our clients were uh, from education and if you follow a certain path and there's always going to be demand for something and some like it just happens that design I, I my background is in design uh communication design which is it sounds a little confusing but it's uh, not confusing or maybe just a little it's not graphic design because it's more focused on communication so it's it's a little more broad and i've always loved that idea of that was indoctrinated in me in uh public college in Portugal, where I'm from, that uh, you needed to be more open to any, any aspect of, if I was, if I, if I really couldn't do 3D and code, I would probably be also behind the camera trying to do stuff because I would have to express it somehow. I'm just, I dread the production. It scares me. The post-production <laughs> or just like the, the setup of it all? No, it's set up, uh, getting oh. everybody on time. Like uh, my wife does that. And that's, I, it's just, that's not how my brain works. Um, I, I would miss it. It's too complicated. And I also don't, I don't direct people well. So I would, I, and I try to act, I act terribly. So there, <laughs> it's very hard. I pretty much, the only position I would have in the, in a crew like yours would be probably in lighting, lighting or something. <laughs> That's where I actually, I actually really like production, like backstage stuff, uh, and, but moving stuff around and just being part of something. Uh, but if you, if you just want to go and make money, there's always going to be demand for designers somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. And if it's not designers, it's going to be the next thing. So to be creative and monetize it, you either go to Fiat and there's always going to be like a big brand that's going to be open to sit you in a chair and do their, their whatever banners and whatever. And I did that for a while. That allowed me to get paid a little bit. I bought some Bitcoin and then I I went up a little bit more in the career. Very, very standard path. And then one day I just uh, thought that I was working too much because I would stop my fiat job and go home and work on Bitcoin. It's not work, but I was at my computer doing Bitcoin stuff. And I wasn't being paid. So I thought that I can't work two jobs and have one that doesn't pay. So it's better to be paid in for to work in Bitcoin. So I, I, I stopped and um, I think I came right at the end of the period of there were not that many designers in Bitcoin. So I, I got a job in, uh, um, BTC Inc, Bitcoin Magazine, but I I just work for the conference and that allows me to do a lot of work also for the film because then I we also, I also use some of the, the knowledge that I learned from the film and footage and geometry generated from the film to then um, make more Bitcoin themed backgrounds for the stages and for the graphics overall in the conference. Um, but that's as far as I've monetized this film. Hopefully the dream, I think for any Bitcoiner that wants to be paid for their work is to have like gigantic and enormous anonymous donation with no strings attached. <laughs> but, uh, in, in between then, uh, in, until then, I am um, trying to establish a presence on Nostra to also have, uh, if if sometimes some some people will zap some posts, which is also validating. And it's all, I have the projects on all the other Bitcoin fundraising projects like Geyser and Telecoin. But uh, what I learned is that it actually takes a lot of work to then market and make those things work. It's not, it doesn't, if someone tells you that you just need to set up an account and then so magically the stuff will flow in. No, it's, people don't even know that the account has been set up. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the discovery part of all those platforms that you just mentioned severely lack, right? They're just not very good about promoting some of the less known projects, less known people in the space, but probably, uh, yeah. yeah but that, that's, they're, they're also running, a, an attention seeking platform. They want the hottest it's, it's normal. Like Noster, for instance, Noster is <laughs> in that way is, uh, is brutal for the, the newcomer. It's, uh, you, you're not even connected. So, but in the end it, um, yeah, I think I think coming on shows like yours and just talking about it, I think eventually um, there's going to be interest enough that the the money will be raised. And I've already raised uh, a little bit of money, so I can't really complain. 
and that money can then be used to to pay i've hired uh, a bitcoiner a bitcoin graffiti to to parse the utxo state uh, and i've paid a couple of uh people I've met on Blender forums to write me the script that I was blocked and I needed help to write scripts to set the geometry in spiral. And that money usually comes from donations or it comes from me, but it's been on Geyser Fund. I've raised uh, enough money to, to make uh, somebody do a, a piece of uh, code that it, it was taking me weeks and weeks of trial uh -huh. and error. Mm -hmm. Well, that well, that's good. I mean, you're you're getting you're getting some traction. Um, hopefully, hopefully this podcast will help. I th I think it will. Uh, call me crazy. Um, yeah, everything helps, especially yeah. if um, if if people because you're also from maybe the the audience you attract might be overlapping with the audience that I'm trying to reach. Yeah, I definitely have a more the, creative audience. A lot of startup, a lot of founders listen to it, um, VCs, stuff like that. Um, not not really popular with like, you know, the the larger Bitcoin crowd, but I think there's other podcasts for that, but very niche podcasts here. Um, but it's growing. It's growing, Pedro. What was I going to say? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, because um, you, you said a lot there, but I, I want to go back to what you were saying that you were making um, with uh, Bitcoin Conference. Because some of those, dude, those graphics, man, I told you when we were talking initially, like, I walk into that conference. That's like one of the things that makes me feel like it's read and read another big thing. It's just how, what is the right word? It's just how like, it, it almost feels like you're going into like a journey. <laughs> like, a, like it's just, it just feels so like, that's always one of the coolest things about the Bitcoin conference, you know, is how like immersive the videos and all that kind of soundstage stuff looks and feels. Is that by design? And like, where, where do you specifically um, help with that? Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely by design. I'm I'm at the Bitcoin conference. I'm uh, part of the team, the experience team, mm. and uh, Pat Riley is the lead, and he's uh, kind of defining the the vision and how we want people to, to feel usually, usually no, but overall we want people to feel as welcome as possible. And, uh, I think a big component of that is, uh, to try to create a, a moody, very emotional, uh, scene, which for me, that's how I think it's, I connect to places, but I know for, for a fact that not everybody connects to a place like that because um, a lot of people don't, they're not very sensitive to that or they're sensitive to other things that I am not sensitive towards. Uh, but then these ideas, for instance, the, in the last, in the last, in the Bitcoin 2023, the, the whole idea was to, to take Bitcoin as the, the center of the conference. And it has this gravitational clock idea that Michael, which is the, the lead designer at, at our team, um, he he developed 
this concept of rings rotating and the different rings would have different inscriptions and different meanings. And um, we had the geometry and everything was built in a blender and the animations of the, the solar flares make it look like we're all staring into the sun. And then there's these elements that all have Bitcoin meaning in them uh, are rotating very slowly at a very slow pace in the, in the background of a, like a, a starry sky uh, deep in the galaxy kind of set. And I think it was, I think it was really cool to make that because it allows you to go and research all those Bitcoin curiosities that you would be researching anyway. So, and, and you hope that people will notice, but then uh, at also people are focused on so many other things because the conference, that conference is uh, an atomic bomb of attention uh, stuff like steam is you're stimulated from every single point very it's very confusing yeah yeah I, it, that's all but one of the things that always grabs me i don't know if you're working for them at the time but that ross i think it was in 21 or maybe it was 20 when ross did the whole you know call from mm-hmm. from prison and then how it was visually displayed i remember walking in the room to go there and then for a moment i just stopped and just like watched the room everybody was seated everybody was like highly attentive and the visuals and how you guys represented that call. Um, it was just like, I remember looking and thinking like, wow, this is a moment. We're all experiencing a moment together and you could feel it in the room. And I think visuals and the audio and everything. Yeah. I think that was a, that was, uh, that was a memorable moment for me. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't working at the time. I, I think that was Tommy who made that, uh, but I'm not, if I, I'm not completely sure. Yeah. I just, but that's what, that's what Bitcoin conference does. There's these moments where you walk in the room and it's just uh, all the visuals and everything. Just, yeah. I don't know. uh, I don't know if anybody likes this, this um, term um, mega church, but I I think everything is a mega church. If you go to a political rally, it's mega church. They have their ways uh, hollywood ceremony mega church celebrations award winning and all kinds of celebrations and i think uh, bitcoiners because uh, the bitcoin crowd is so diverse you can really do anything because there's always going to be people that are going to be offended there's going to be people that are going to not understand but you can do anything nobody's going to say oh that's not uh, i mean Obviously, there's ways you can <laughs> kind of botch the message. But yeah, I think it's. I think if you. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think if you're true to Bitcoin, people are gonna accept even light, light-hearted goofiness. It's whatever, as long as it's if it respects the the Bitcoin way. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you're totally right. I mean, look at us; like we're. <laughs> Man. <laughs> There's no reason why they should accept us. <laughs> they do. Yeah, the, the the goofier I think the goofier the better because it's exactly the opposite from the other side, which is yeah, right. kind of boring blue gray tonality that doesn't change and uh, monotonic. Uh, 
and very serious and very uptight. So we know that that does, doesn't mean much. So why not do the opposite? Yeah, I would say like at least the the the, the group of Bitcoiners that I came in with were like the 2020, 2021 Bitcoiners. And all of us are just all about fun. Like we just want to have fun. Uh, obviously we, we're not seven years in or 10 years in yet. So we're not those doomer Bitcoiners. Like, you know, those, those guys, <laughs> like there's those people exist. And, but I, I think, I think it's good because you see this new entrance of people and they're like little puppies. They're like, yeah, they're having fun. They're as Bitcoiners. And then you're like, wait till you get in year five and year six, you're going to be so jaded. <laughs> No, we'll see. I think, I think it comes and goes. I think there's, there's a way for someone to experience all the, all those states, but also to come in and out of them almost. I think actually what Bitcoin gives you is that it gives you a little liberty to self-induce those states. If you, if you want, if you want more seriousness in your life, it's more of a choice. It's not a condition. But you can also choose to have more seriousness for a period and then come out of it. Um, and you can do it that in the cycle of one year or throughout the day. But as long as you're doing that choice because you, you want to. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that for me, I remember when I, some of the advice I got, because I took over a CEO last year. And some, some of the people, you know, my friend group were like, Car, you need to stop doing your podcast. Don't do that. Like, don't mix your podcast with your your thing. And I remember thinking, I was like, why? Why would I stop? I like talking to people. I want to know more about who these people are. Like, and I remember thinking at the time, I was like, oh, maybe that maybe they were just saying that you're you're um, you're gonna spread yourself too thin or something. But I remember thinking, it's like it's not hard to talk to people for an hour. And then for me, I'm so fast on the production side and the uploading side. Mm -hmm. Like that takes me like ten minutes. I got a whole process. And that's where I realized I'm like, I think some people look at it more as more work. But for me, when I do these type of things, it's, I want to talk about your project, Pedro. Like, I want to help you get more people involved in it. Like, and then not only that, I just want to see what type of person you are. And maybe there are other people that want to listen mm -hmm. to that too. Um, how, how do you separate yourself from like your regular job and then what you do with this? Like, how do you separate that? Do you separate it? Do you kind of work with it together? I... I try to mix as much as possible. So whenever I'm working on something, I'm working on all of them. Um, but also when I say all of them, I mean a movie about Bitcoin, an application for Bitcoin, uh, a game for Bitcoin and a Bitcoin conference. Those are the projects that I'm, that I'm trying to help at least build and if you, it, this is going to sound fanatic, but if you just work for Bitcoin, anything you do will benefit all the other things you do. Tell, you us, have tell to us why. You, tell us why. Because none of the people know this. Tell us why. Well, but because I don't know, because anything you do for Bitcoin will advance your knowledge of Bitcoin, which will enable you to potentially get more Bitcoin easier by establishing more connections with Bitcoiners because ultimately Bitcoiners have the Bitcoin. I'm not, a, I'm not expecting JP Morgan to send me some Bitcoin, <laughs> but I'm expect, expecting some fellow Bitcoiners to send me from 21 to 21,000 sets a couple of times. 
And if if they all do it, like for me, the dream is to, is to either have a lump, like a super big donation or thousand trillions of small donations. And um, and I think if you if you just find your place in Bitcoin, if it's uh, raising cattle or shooting videos with teaching people how to code, coding yourself. At some point, then you go to a meetup and you maybe you start a project with some other person that's doing something because people don't have one single passion, I don't think. I think it takes a whole, you need the whole range, the full experience to actually feel somewhat, like, how do you say, not content, but... Um, like you're living a like, full life? Yes. And you'll never have it all because as soon as you fill it in, it grows. So, but the, but the objective is to fill it in. And if you, if you just do that one thing that you just do really good, okay, you might be the best. But then, uh, I don't know if you do the other stuff. Not sure. This is a little... I don't know exactly if I if I believe what I'm saying, but <laughs> I'm not the best on anything. So I'm and I don't have gold medals, <laughs> but I also never tried to get the gold medal. Um, and now the goal is to just to get more Bitcoin or to at least do more Bitcoin work because that's what I like to do, and. The problem with Bitcoin work is that you go and you meet other Bitcoiners and there's so much opportunity. Everybody needs something because mm -hmm. everybody's doing multiple things. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like there's so much opportunity. Yeah. People see it. Yeah. It's interesting. That you, I think of so many different things just by what you said right there. I think, yeah, just about everybody needs something. I, at least for us here at Plowbob, that's why it's so important for let people come in here and then find their path because like you said, everybody needs something. So whether if you're a developer, you're guess what? You're going to find a job right away. Or if you're a designer, well, guess what? There's people that need designers or you just make websites. Guess what? You're, we're going to plug you into somebody that needs that and then you're going to get paid. So that's why I always say like, man, just come to Plublab and you'll come and make something. Uh, and then the second thing that, that you really touched on that I really thought was interesting was the, um, the aspect of like, yeah, like how do you separate these things? And I think you're right. I don't think you do. I think there, at least for me, it all just like, is together. I was just talking about this with somebody in the lab earlier today. And we were talking about how like, like I have my life and I always thought like, Oh, I have to wait to start it. I have to wait to actually go and do these things I want to do outside of my job and what I do for a living. And then I, I realized I was like, no, it's already started. I'm already like, it's always going to be something else. Like there's always going to be the next thing. And, and I think there's tons of books that talk about this, but I think the, the way, at least here in the startup space where I'm around and, you know, I, I think it's, you kind of have to get used to that type of like pressure and that type of, um, that thing that's always in, that you feel is insurmountable. And then at a certain point, you just got to say, no, this is just my life <laughs> and just there. Get, get adjusted to those obstacles that there'll be another obstacle next month. And it's just going to be a, a, a harder and harder obstacle as time goes on. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean you stop your life to figure out these things. And that's something I'm just barely coming, uh, realizing. I was just talking to somebody about this earlier. So it's, uh, it's fascinating. Can you, can you, um, 
Can you relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I think the, this is a little bit of, um, I found myself before I, I started working almost exclusively on Bitcoin that I, I was leaving the a routine that I wanted to end by the end of the day. So I could turn off recharge and start again. Mm-hmm. And every day would be a constant reset. And, and because the interval between stopping and restarting was getting just shorter and shorter, you, you start feeling like you have no control and you have no time for yourself. But imagine if you switch that around and you, you, you think that you just, every single moment you're just improving on whatever you're doing because you're always living your life because you're investing in yourself. So when you're resting, you might be thinking about things that you like that are going to benefit you instead of dreading the day that you're not having something that's going to benefit the boss or whatever. And it's, I think it's okay to have a boss. I have bosses, but it just happens that their vision is aligned with mine. So I don't mind helping them, but imagine doing that to with someone that has their vision opposite to yours. It's going <laughs> to, it's going to drive you crazy. So it's not, it's not that, that it makes life easier, but it makes it more bearable at least. And you do, I think you do stuff with more uh, joy if you're doing it, knowing that ultimately it's benefiting you primarily, but it also will benefit everybody around you and even everybody around the world. It's, I think in the fiat world, your work will benefit you a little bit in the short term because you're being paid and you have that security, but you're stuck to the routine and you you potentially, especially if you're into Bitcoin, you know that it's not benefiting you as a like civil servant or whatever, and it's not it's, well. Who is it, who is it benefiting? So if you know that, and you go home, obviously you're gonna want to turn off. You want to separate that as much as possible. Otherwise, you go crazy. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about anatomy of Bitcoin. Where where can people go to support that project? Is it just Geyser? Is it just um, yeah? Tell us. Uh, yes, we're on Geyser. We can also go to anatomyofbitcoin.com. There's a BTC Pay server running, and um, if you if you really like the project and if you feel like um, you can help. Uh, raise money or write or compose score any help is help uh, any help is welcome and there's so much to do and the, the the great thing is that you don't need to work on it exclusively you can work on it your own time it's it's your own project as much as my own because everything is trying to be done as open source and distributed as possible nice yeah i for the people listening at home, take my word for it. Like I was really impressed. Uh, it takes a lot Thanks. to impress me, believe it or not. Like, not. like it really does. Like, especially, um, you know, I was talking to somebody about the other day about this. They were like, Car, why don't you ever talk negative about things? And I was like, cause I don't like talking about terrible stuff. Like I only want to talk about good stuff or stuff that I 
I just don't have the brain power to think about ugly things or terrible things. And I only want to talk about beautiful stuff. And when I saw your project, when you showed it to me, I was like, wow, it's like, this is impressive. Like, I wish I would have came up, I wish I would have came up with it, <laughs> but it's so, it's so good, dude. I, I, I hope we can get this funded. How much more do you need? Any, any amount helps. Uh, it really depends on how much, how much more of the project you, you want to see done. If you, if you, for instance, have a bunch of money and you, you say, Hey, I want to, I want you to have this much ready by the, before the having, well, it's, it's going to be hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to say. I think it's imagine how, how much, a a movie costs to make uh, and I can promise that this one can be done much more efficiently. So divide that by 10 or mm -hmm. with inflation, maybe a hundred and that in Bitcoin paying for like two years of my life plus a little bit of other people part-time. Mm -hmm. I think we could get this done like for real. Okay. Um, so you, I don't know how much that is as a set number because we can also go so high and we can hire whole, uh, VFX house team to, to do this amazing stuff that they're usually doing for Marvel. And we take all that compute power and we apply it in Bitcoin and we hire a proper director and a whole team and we go like full production. Yeah. I've noticed, in, at least in the in what I've done, is people give you give you a small budget, and then once you've proven that, then they'll give you a little bit bigger budget, and then once you've proven that, they give you a much bigger budget. So that's what I've been able. <laughs> Maybe you can skip all that, Pedro, and just go straight to the big budget. <laughs> no, I know, I, I know this is going to be this is going to be a hard sell. Uh, I know Bitcoiners are very attached to their Bitcoin, and I think it's good that. I think it might even be good that this project doesn't get an uh, intense amount of funding suddenly. I I think it's good to have the sustained support throughout the years because it's also not something that I I necessarily want to rush. Um, but obviously, it would be nice for me. The, the urgency is really, I think, potentially this has the it it can be the way people start thinking about Bitcoin visually in their brains when they're talking about the protocol. So potentially it's a, it's a, it's a good opportunity to be engraving ourselves in the minds of people. But also I think it could be also a, a film that inspires people to, to turn into Bitcoin much more, uh, much faster. Absolutely. So, one I, I, one hour and a half experience yeah. kind of will potentially explain and entertain you and keep you hooked with the right camera work, the right direction, the right uh, script. And then you come out of the other end, like if you had watched Forrest Gump or something like that. I would say, I would say it's this, this is how I would pitch it, but you tell me if I'm wrong. I, to me, it reminds me of like the Nova stuff, the PBS stuff, like all that stuff. But I'll take it even a step further. There's a possibility that this could be like a 2001 
Space Odyssey mm-hmm. type of thing where it starts off and it's so visually appealing and people don't know what to make of it. They just know that they watch something profound. And if you add the narration, like let's say if you get like safe or some of these other people to do some of the narration parts of this, like this could be like one of those, those films that you, that you then send to, you know, whoever. And, and yeah, like you said, this, this could be one of those films and it could change the way people look at Bitcoin. And to me, man, it would be great to see that um, come to life, but uh, who knows? Maybe somebody's listening right now. I know if I had that kind of money, I would just be like, go do it. <laughs> just go do it. Like, but uh, you'll find that for sure. I would just say start. Yeah. Just start. Uh, yeah. Just start, just start, just keep working at it. The the film will happen because I want it to be made. If no, if, for no for no one else for to show it to my family and my friends hopefully that's gonna clear some things up and but if anybody wants to i'm also trying to to sell this as um something that's very like at some point i don't know exactly what your plan is with your media ventures but I think that anything that's worth watching for Bitcoiners, it's going to be prime, prime space to put corporate or open source anything, any brand or any Bitcoin message. And if you, I'm not going to put ads in my, in the, in the project, unless someone wants to monetize it differently and can do like a show and sell it their own way but the way i i see it the way i can sell this is with producership credits in the beginning of the rolling credits that's how the big movies do it but do you you for instance i don't know you can have product product placement all these kinds all these things this is because content worth for bitcoiners to watch is going to be i think um very rare yeah. Because Bitcoiners don't don't want to be bothered. They're probably living their life, and they don't want to be disturbed with a uh, bad content. Yeah, for at sure. least that's that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think so for sure. I think uh, yeah. I think you're gonna. I mean, who knows? Somebody's listening right now, Pedro. I'm telling you, and you're gonna be like, "Car, guess what happened?" Be like, "Told you, that's all it took, man. <laughs> nice. Just a thriller effect. That's what just what happens." <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but you never know. Uh, so let's jump into rapid fire before we close this off. I, I got rapid fire for you. You ready? Yeah. All right. Since you're a filmmaker, you're creative. What's, what's one piece of film, art, music, whatever it is uh, that you, that you absolutely love. Um, doesn't need to be the best thing, but just like one thing that you. Well, it's going to sound repetitive, but 2001 Space Odyssey is uh, is something that I don't have one favorite thing, but as you mentioned that, I just remember how how deep that was because I had to research for a, a school paper and I learned so much that I had no idea. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick, so he's one of my, mm-hmm. like when I look at the people that I'm in, inspired by in history, it's like he's like up there with some others, but he's, he's one of the ones I always go back and read interviews from or watch documentaries just over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, I love that. Um, next question. What's one tool 
whether on the digital side or the physical side, like, or yeah, whatever, like what is one tool that you absolutely cannot live without? Can't be your laptop though. Well, it's the, probably the next best thing, which is my notebook. I have, uh, I have all these notebooks and I am always writing on them, writing or sketching. Yeah. This is where I annotate all the ideas before they become anything. Yeah. Talk about that. Like, do you, are you one of those people that just will sit there and think through these things while you write? Or are you somebody that just will walk around and then it comes to you? Like, where does that antenna? I think most of the times I'm listening to a podcast or I'm reading something and I have an idea and then I stop it. I take notes and then I try to sketch it because usually because I've been building the geometry for this, I've been trying to think this geometrically because this is how the film is being made. So every time people start talking about stuff, I'm already visualizing the components as the characters that were built for the film. So the, the node itself, when, when I hear a podcast or uh, I'm reading a technical piece about a node, I'm visualizing how the parts of the node would be inserted into the visualization of the nodes that I've been working on. And the same thing happens to the network, the mining process, the cryptography. So every time I hear something interesting, then I draw it because that's how I'm seeing it. And if I, I can draw it, I usually write really bad like computer instructions to, to re replicate that in Blender. So if wow. it wasn't for that, I would have no ideas. Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And then, and then the last question, what's, 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 what's a memory that you can think of or what's a real, do you have a memory that you, that you grew up with that you, to this day, you, you think that was the thing that got you on this path of uh, maybe not doing this film, but maybe putting in the place where you're, you're at now, when you look back and you think like, Oh, it was, cause I went to that class or whatever, or was there anything like that that you can think of how it got to where you're at today? Yeah. Um, someone when I was really young showed me these powers of 10 film, but it also, there's all these other, like I would be into Bitcoin if it wasn't for my, like, for instance, my mother used to complain about taxes and that's when I was really young and she would, she wouldn't do this very often, but she did that one time when I was paying attention and it just stuck with me forever. <laughs> it was just like a moment in time. And so that's, that's why I'm doing Bitcoin stuff. I guess. I'd spill my heart for you. I break apart for you. I spell it out for you. I break apart for you.